minute after 11 o'clock. My pleasure to welcome back to the show, new Iberia Mayor, Freddie DeCourt. How you doing, sir? I'm good, sir. My pleasure to be here. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, I know we had a conflict yesterday, but thanks for rearranging your schedule and oh, making it in today. Not a problem. I had to be out of town yesterday. So, uh, Tuesday night, uh, an eventful meeting. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of people had a chance to... Um, Packed house. Yeah, great, but I... I had gotten wind about the situation. Actually, you had said something to me earlier in the week. Uh, I did. But then, I think it was the next day, I talked to someone who had photos of the um, schism between their speedometer and then uh, the signage. Um, and yep. we found out that it's two different radar guns that produce either the ticket or the signage. Yeah, the big... Well, part of the confusion, and there were some other areas of confusion. We're not perfect. We, we, we took a back step, and we are kind of kind of reworking the, some of the process as well. But there is big confusion. The LIDAR, which is in the equipment, you don't see it. It doesn't tell you anything, okay? The LIDAR is what's giving you the ticket. The flashing light tells you your approximate speed. Uh, I did, that's, that's all I can tell you. It uh, when I go through it 20 miles an hour as I do, I haven't got a ticket yet, and that is a miracle. Um, that you remember to go just 20. Yeah, because I know <laughs> I'm like everybody else. Look, we haven't had the sheriff's department was was doing no real law enforcement for 14 years. Oh, and and the former sheriff would brag about and that. We came back and said we have a lot of issues, and we are not going to have much of a for a, a good while. We're not going to have much of a traffic division, and we haven't. We've had it in spurts. So really, in a lot of instances, there hasn't been any real ticket writing in 20 years. I can't say that I, you know, I always did 20. And Lewis Street's 20 miles. I'm trying to get it raised to 25. Lewis Street's 20 miles an hour. That is the You're only. You're talking about within the within the school, school zone. W- yes. During. During school hours. Yeah. So we put these cameras in place, only operational 7 to 9 and 2 to 4, just to protect our kids, just to protect the school zones. I thought that was important, and that was a good way to start. Uh, never dreamed that in 12 days there'd be 4,000 tickets. Uh, that, that never crossed my mind. No. Uh, I can tell you that I knew they were coming, so I started training myself to slow down months and months ago because I can't say that I always did. can't say that I, you know, I really I tried to, but I can't say that I always did. So we also give a 10-mile-per-hour grace period, grace speed, okay? Which is substantial, especially. Yeah, it is. You know, if it's 20 miles an hour, that means 30. Yeah. That, that's 50% yeah. higher than the limit. So the LIDAR gives you the ticket. The flashing light just tells you speed, and it's really designed just to make you slow down, but it doesn't do anything else. Uh, have I seen? I have not personally, except when no cars were at one of them, it was doing like 6, 7, 10, just sitting there, okay? Uh, then I waited for a car to come, and then it did 25. So I still think they work. But I do see all of the videos. I see, you know, that people show their speedometer. So I can't say that there aren't some times that that number is not off. But that's not what's giving you the ticket. Irregardless of that, I want that fixed. So we have been racking our brain and going back and forth with Blue Line. If we could find, I don't think they make it, if we could find some numbers that would flash on a LIDAR, we wouldn't have any problems. I can't find a company that makes that yet. Uh, those are K radar, and I think there's another system called KA, which is more reliable. So I'm trying to get them to upgrade to that. I'm even willing to, you know, rip those out and do it myself. Um, so that's the last issue. The things we changed, we made every ticket a warning ticket until January the 8th. And one of the reasons we did that, and I saw that for myself, 
We had a month of warning time. But people were getting, at the end of the month, they were getting a warning and a ticket at the same, like within a day. Like you didn't have time to change your behavior. They were yeah. getting them simultaneously. Well, I didn't think that was fair. The other thing that a gentleman pointed out to me, because I had looked at it, I looked at the whole thing. We, we started discussing this in 2022, so it was over a year ago. There was a $50 fee for justice. So, and that's the way I looked at it. When I read that, I was like, well, what is this? Well, you know, if you want to appeal, you had to pay $50. And even if you won the appeal, you didn't get that. Yeah, back. and then when I realized you didn't get the $50 back, I was like, well, one, you know, one, you got a big ding ticket, and then number two, you got to come up with 50 bucks. When I realized you didn't get it back, someone pointed that out to me, so we, we got rid of that $50. So that yeah, went even, away. Even the NFL gives you your yeah. timeout yeah. back if, if you, you win the huh? appeal. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, yeah, if you win from civil service, you get your back pay. Mm. You know? So we did away with that quickly. The other thing we're doing is hiring a local attorney. So you got somebody to appeal that's local. The way the artist was written, it was either the chief or it was our city prosecutor. Well, it shouldn't be the chief. That was the way the ordinance was given to us and the way many of them were. We cut that out. It shouldn't be the city prosecuted because as your last resort, I'm not saying you're not spending money by that time, but as your last resort, you could end up in city court. You know, you could file suit. Well, if you did that, you would see Nicole as a city prosecutor. So it was a conflict. So now we're going to hire a private attorney, which the ordinance said we could do, and, and, and the wisdom was in there. So we're doing that, and then there'll be a hearing time twice a month. And they'll give people notifications and, you know. So we backed up and made some substantial changes. The last thing we need to do, also have some billboards that, uh, June, movable billboards that I hope get up next week that say uh, speed zone cameras will be back in effect on January the 8th. I talked to public works. Which, which by the way, is the day school resumes yes. after Correct. the winter break. Correct. I also talked to Public Works this morning, and it's not a requirement, but I think we could go a little further down the road. Public Works could make some signs, uh, camera in for speed zone ahead. So now I'm going to try to put all of them. I want to give everybody, every, all I really want to do is slow down. You know, the big cry uh, at the meeting Tuesday at the start of the meeting was that this was a money grab by the city. I don't, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for you to slow down. I didn't budget anything for the money. You know, they started, uh, Facebook has me paying for, you know, half of the expenses in town with this revenue. If it works like it's supposed to, the reason we went with Blue Line, they have a good history of within a year, the tickets drop substantially because nobody wants a ticket, yeah. number one. Number two, some people avoid the school zones or people slow down. Which would be a good thing. Uh, yeah. To avoid the school zone would be a wonderful yeah. thing. So if you can. I, you so know. for me... You know, like I told him at the meeting, I've been the mayor for seven years. I'm doing my best. I, have I done everything perfect? No. Come on. I know I haven't. All right. I'm doing my best. I love this place. I want to make it better. But as a business guy, 40 years, that's the ticket. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's, that's where I jam. Do you think I would budget expenses for revenue that, would, that I want to shrink? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. So I, I, it's not a money grab. I just want people to slow down. Do I think it's sometimes NIPD will upgrade to a traffic division? Yeah, I think I think that's coming. Um, you know, they they are we a few people short? Yeah, we are. We I mean hired two people yesterday. Just as an example, though, if a policeman sees someone blow a stop sign or a yeah, red light, they're they're stop pull them yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, I it's mean, not trouble. We do give tickets. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do have some revenue, but but we just have not had a very active traffic division. Um, and this was a start. And I thought the school zones were the place to start. And, you know, the reason for the cameras 
Well, because they don't eat, they don't sleep, and they don't need retirement. It's the same thing with, you know, i got some people dogging me wanting to know why we don't have crime cameras. You've been hearing me talk about crime cameras for three years. Mm. Okay, and we finally have the money. We issued the PO. You'll see at the next two council meetings that we will approve the contract I'm going to sign because it's a seven-year contract, and by our charter, anything over 23 months goes to the council. So the crime cameras are coming, and, and I have to say this. The crime cameras don't get tickets, okay, because now I've had people, you know, some people have said why we didn't have them before. We didn't have them before because we didn't have the money. We have the money. We figured out a way to do it. It took two, uh, longer than I wanted. It took two tries to do it. But that's coming. So the crime cameras are coming, but they and have nothing to do with the speedometers. Speedometers. Yeah. But but going back to the crime cameras, they're there in case there is an incident. You can go back and look and that's, see if there's something you we, can pull from it. We can because just like it reads those license plates, well, you that it's it's an LPR, so uh, we need those. That lets us know, and and they happen to be in many of the major intersections. So if something does happen. If a crime occurs and we're trying to track a vehicle, we can go back to that. Blue Line can pull that and give it to us. We'll also have our own, and I guess there will be some overlap in, in instances because we'll be putting up 125 of those crime cameras. But anyway, so the meeting was long. It was good. Um, as I told them, it was government work. I also thanked every single person who went and every single person who put something on Facebook, even if they dogged me, it's okay. Um, they got the word out. I'll give them that. They got the word out better I, than yeah, we did. Yeah, I appreciated those comments. They yeah. were, uh, you know, the best uh, advocate for getting the word out that we have speed zone enforcement in mm-hmm. the school in the school zones. So I think that all in all, we backed up. We made some compromises. We're still trying to work through to get it right. Um, and I don't mind saying, you know, the chief and I all, you know, the last week and a half, we, we basically came up with the plan probably the week before the council meeting of what we wanted to do. And then it did take some work and some negotiating to be able to do that because we do have a contract with Blue Line. So we worked through those. And so we, I knew by the time we, that's why I told people as they walked in the door, please don't leave. The agenda item is way deep in the meeting. We're going to move it up. And we have some things that I think, you know, you want to hear. We have made some changes. So we had it, you know, probably by Monday, um, by Friday, I, I, we, we pretty well knew Blue Line would acquiesce on all that money and give up that. And so we kind of knew we worked on it all the week before. But by Friday, I felt pretty good. So as they were kicking me, you know, I just kind of said, well, I, we got a solution. But what do you do? Run out and say, hold it, don't kick me. I mean, you got to let the process work. So I'm glad people came. I'm glad they had a lot to say. And, uh, you know, as they see, we took it to heart. Gotcha. In a conversation I had with somebody earlier in the week, uh, suggesting that school buses got a bunch of tickets. Was that uh, accurate? Are you aware yes. of anything like that? Yes, so that is accurate. So there were bus drivers that got tickets. There were every every walk of life, every kind yeah. of occupation. There were companies. There were everything. Uh, but, yeah, um, and they debated the speed, and then they have what we have in our cop cars where you have a GPS tag, and you can see. And so I, I know for a fact that the tickets were accurate. Gotcha. But uh, one, yeah. one other thing out of that conversation, and again, this person who pointed out to mm-hmm. me about you know, the, the idea that uh, it's a civil issue, not a criminal issue, but yet uh, that can also affect your license or license plate. I'm trying to understand that because I've gotten mixed signals on what that can affect. So I'm not going to comment yet, but I am looking into that. They, they, you know, one vein of thought legally is that it can 
haunt you. I also hear another vein of thought that, you know, uh, it's not going to. You have some people out there who say, you know, don't pay the ticket. Uh, I've asked an attorney to check that for me just to see, you know, what can happen. I know that the city, and I don't want to do that, but I could, you know, we could as a, as a if we had to. Uh, if you had a bunch of these, you know, the city can file a civil suit and bring you to small claims court, basically. Uh, does that mean that every, you know, person that gets one, we would do that? No. Uh, if you got a guy in town who's going to get 10 of them, well, you know, maybe so. But um, we'll just have to see how that plays out. But the big message is just slow down the school zones. Yeah, we're, you know, we're talking about, what, three of them? That, right, there will be two more. That's, yeah. the, that's the good or the bad news. Okay, Center Street and Hopkins Street are state highways. So there are more hurdles to jump through. And remember where we got these schools. They came in, they put the wire across the road. In their business, they called it an armadillo. But they put those at all the schools. And then they surveyed all the schools. In the two stats that I remember, in five days, senior high, uh, Jefferson Terrace was over 7,500 infractions, and Center Street was 3,500. So there were 11,000 in five days in 22 of people speeding. Okay, no, nobody got a ticket. There wasn't something flashing a speed, whether that was accurate or not. It was just who was going over the speed limit of the school zone during active school time. So when we got that back in 22, and we talked about as a council, I mean, we, we did all this publicly. We had two public hearings, then on another issue for the contract, we had two more. I mean, we had, it probably came to the council six different times, and we had time for comment and everything else. But I remember when that first one came in 22, that they were like, there was over 11,000 infractions in your school zones. That's ridiculous. We have 1,500 crashes a year, which is well over the national average, and we're averaging 200 a year, and maybe a little more, of hit and runs. So, I mean, we're out of control. You know, I live here too, so I'll say we, we're out of control. I mean, our driving habits really aren't good. Um, so, if this does nothing else but wake up people to slow down in the school zones and maybe to realize that, you know, we really, we really don't drive well. You know, how often you go down the road and I see, you know, and I'm not picking. Men don't wear makeup. I'm not picking on anybody. Well, most men don't. I'm not picking on anybody. But I see ladies putting makeup on. I see people texting. I oh, see yeah. people, you know, looking at, like, you can see they're watching a video and they're driving down the road. I mean, in, in fact, I thought about that. Okay, you got, you're already in a school zone and then you're looking at your phone and, and trying to film yeah. Yeah. The, the two different things. I know. That's, I thought of that, too. Yeah. I thought of that, too, you know. So, and they're trying to do it during the school zones when it's active, okay? Which which is only, what, 20 hours a week? Yeah. Right? Four hours a day, two yeah, hours, hours in the day. morning, two hours, hours in the afternoon. And no, no weekends, no, no holidays. Yeah. And Blue Line does have, because I made sure of that, they do have the school uh, schedule. The only thing that's weird, like we had a flood one time, so I think some people got warnings and school was closed because of the flood. Well, blue, that's why you're going to have someone local who knows that, and they'd be able to say, no, the school zone wasn't active, and throw those tickets out. Um, and so we have some kinks to get out of this. I, I fully admit it. Um, I've been talking to other mayors who have it and kind of, you know, trying to figure out uh, most of the communities there was this shock. Maybe ours was a little worse, but it's okay. Uh, that's why I love this place. And then it settled down, and over about six months, the tickets really, really drop off. And over a year, they drop off quite substantially, and that's all I really want, you know. Um, yeah, so. you know, I, I, again, uh, you and the chief uh, made it clear, though, at the end, 
while there is this uh, forgiveness of the the current fines, uh, adamant that the cameras will work yes. eventually. I think and I, that we they're are not gonna, going anywhere. That we're going to get the kinks out of them. Oh, and the last thing we're doing, we are going to discuss. Uh, if the, it's up to the council, but we are going to have a discussion about lowering the fines. I compared us to the other communities with Blue Line, and there are one that's equal with us, three that are more expensive, and one or two, one for sure that's cheaper. So we're going to at least have that discussion. I'm fine. It's, like I said, it's not a money grab for me. I'm fine if we, if we lower the fee. You know, I mean, what I thought when we talked about this, that we were going to bring in a year, and then with those uh, 12 days were, was, you know, mind-blowing to me. I did not expect that at all. So, you know. But that's kind of all the steps of what we're taking. But it was a, it was a kind of a, you know, uh, uh, a chore to run the meeting like that because you know you know people are angry. You want to give them a time to speak. You want to keep everybody under control and and keep some order to it. Uh, we got a little loose, like the chief actually started answering questions from the right, audience. Right. But I mean, I just let that happen. I mean, it was it was productive. But uh, and you never know. And some people get up there and you know just scream at you, and you just got to take it. You know, uh, and all the the you know, we pay taxes, you know, do your job, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you get some people that make it personal and kind of get up there and just say things that really aren't about what's going on. We had one lady that came and she was um, totally, totally, like not even on the subject, totally germane to the issue, but she didn't stay long and she was very, let's just say very passionate. I just let her roll. I mean, it didn't take long. So, and, and as my judgment is, if you, and if you, know, if you haven't noticed that after seven years, I run the meetings fairly loose. I love the back and forth of my council. I, I love the back and forth with, you know, citizens. You know, that's what we're there for. So it has to be structured, though, because, you know, some people I think were Especially, a little you know, if, like you went, let uh, one person a couple of weeks ago go on for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And obviously on a night like Tuesday, you well, couldn't, couldn't let could. that happen. I mean, I mean, that's why I handed the comment cards out and the pencils at the door, and I tried to catch everybody and say, thanks for coming. You know, I want to hear what you got to say. You got three minutes. You know, turn the card into the clerk or you can't speak. You got three minutes, and there's no back and forth because some people always come thinking it's a debate. Yeah. They think they're going to debate. Or the, at least ask know. a question and get an yeah, answer. Yeah. But and it's a business meeting. I mean, we'd be there all night, but when you know you have over an hour of comment just by the cards you got, you know, you got 20 cards, that's an hour. And then with the changeover of somebody leaving and coming and, and the crowd and everything else, it's probably an hour and a half. But um, so, yeah, those nights, you know you have to kind of buckle down a little bit and, and have that structure. Um, but it's a good thing. I mean, it's government at work, local government at work. Eventually did introduce an ordinance that says what? The ordinance that we did the other night. Amending the Amended ordinance. the ordinance. It, all, it, all that one did was get rid of Todd and Nicole as in there, put in that we would hire a uh, private attorney. That's what, that was our business of the, of the day, okay? The um, grace period, extending it till January 8th, we notified everybody of that, but we didn't really have to vote on that. That just became a policy right, change. Right. Um, so that was kind of it of what the ordinance was, but when we put the ordinance on to make those changes and amendments, that opened it up for public comments. It actually, I think, I think we got lucky with that. I think that if we hadn't had that, we wouldn't have had this, you know, people coming, and, uh, or it wouldn't have been on the agenda, and they wouldn't have been able to speak. So I think it actually, you know, I know it was kind of weird, but I thought it all worked out pretty well. Yeah, there you go. 
So again, uh, up for final adoption at your meeting in January. Yes. A couple of uh, folks addressed the council and Amanda Schroeder, uh, communities and schools, to address the council discussing uh, their partnership with the sheriff's office. How does that uh, work with you guys? We don't know yet, but I was so impressed. Yeah. And I've talked to all the council, and they were impressed. She did a wonderful presentation. I thought I could talk, but, man, she was really good, on point, crammed a whole lot of information. I didn't even know they existed. That's not anything I had ever fooled with. You know, I'm not on the school board. So uh, that we are looking to see how we can help. I don't have a promise. I don't have an answer yet. But we were very impressed of the amount of things that they do in the school system, the amount of things they do for kids in need. I mean, from feeding them, from clothing them, from, you know, tutoring, from, I mean, every aspect. They really, really did so much more than I ever thought. I back-checked a few places and talked to a few teachers, and they were like, these people are amazing. So uh, really an agency that if we could find a way to partner, um, that, that would be the ticket. And uh, if, if we did nothing else, we tried to give them that exposure and that platform. Uh, she's welcome to come back anytime she wants. So we were, needless to say, very impressed. Is there a, something to go forward then with that? I'm trying to figure it out because, gotcha. you know, we don't really do, you know, we did this year one time with some ARPA money, uh, sponsor some STEM festivals, if you remember. Yeah. And those are ongoing. So I won't say never. Uh, I don't know where those funds would come from yet. But uh, if we do see some way to partner, um, believe me, they, they would be one of our top candidates because of what they do for our youth. All right. Uh, speaking of youth, Brianna Davis with the Boys and Girls yeah, Club of Acadiana talked uh, as well. Yeah, they uh, the Boys and Girls Club that the city did invest probably two hundred and sixty-five, two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars into in the West End. Um, it's up and running. It's served seventy-something kids so far. It's taken off. The new uh, location. Uh, yeah, the new location. Okay. And so they they came to kind of thank us for that and to talk about that briefly, but. Uh, very excited about that. I mean, it's it's going to do well. It's going to take off. The community's going to embrace it because they have embraced the one on Center Street, and I feel the same success is coming. So uh, that was good. That was, and it was fun. The way the kids did it, they kind of all went between each other and uh, each set a little line here today. It was cute. So uh, that was a good thing. All right. And one other person addressed the council, council member, Dustin Swear, uh, on his uh, exit. He did. He did. Twice. No, yeah. he got he right. got he got up once and then he has councilman remarks at the end. No, we're going to miss him. You know, the entire time I've been the mayor, Dustin's been on the council. We, we got elected together seven years ago. Uh, great guy to work with. So he is now kind of moving up. He's going to the parish. And so that was his last meeting. I don't know if that's moving up. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a bigger <laughs> field. You know, I mean, you, it's the whole parish, the way I look at yeah, it, you yeah. know. He basically almost has the same district as in the city, plus right, right. plus a little more. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I'm going to give him a prop. That's a move up. So, uh, but sad to see him go, but happy for him. I mean, he's got, he would have had, he'd be termed out after one, exactly. one more so year. So now he's still in public life for four more years instead of, th instead of one. So uh, I think that was a, a smart move on his part because he still, you know, wants to contribute. So uh, we have a meeting to uh, appoint a replacement on the 28th. Do, so you, do you want to talk about uh, the process? Yeah, we've already publicized it. It's out there. Of course, you have to live in the district. So if you live in the district and, and interested in that, you know, there's a process. And you come to the meeting on the 28th. Um, had a couple of people that were interested, but neither one of them lived in the district. Um, 
So we'll see. You know, we uh, will appoint someone, and and whoever we appoint, we will swear them in that night, so that the January third meeting, we don't miss a lick of of that district having representation. We buy our charter from the date that uh, a council person resigns, have ten days to fill the spot. So, and if we wouldn't fill the spot in the ten days, then the governor would appoint someone. Well, one, you'd have to wait for the new governor, I think. And then number two, I don't know how long that would take. So we want to follow our charter yeah, and not be in, in app that we can't appoint somebody. So uh, that will happen on the 28th. All right. Uh, as, as Richard uh, indicated, and I'm not going to mention his last name, but you know who I'm talking about. He's got maybe three houses in town. One yeah. of them is in the district. And he would have been able to, but he moved his homestead exemption. And when and he that's does what speak, kind of you look at. You yeah, know, when, he, when he, that, well, that's exactly That's, that's the mean. only proof you have, yeah. so you look at homestead exemption. Because people might not know that, you know. when To live in a district, to represent a district, it's where your homestead exemption is. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway. All right. And uh, let's see. You had a few ordinances up for uh, adoption, final adoption. Uh, the American with Disabilities Act issue, uh, we talked about that quite a bit um, Again, briefly, yes, tell us that, about it. That is uh, a requirement, a new requirement, and I'll be audited on it next year, um, that if you have people who uh, need some assistance, need a process or a way to gain, uh, to have public comment. So basically it's all going to be through, you know, online, and we've all tried to figure out the best way that someone could send comments in. They have to register before the meeting. It's not like a live feed that we can't have people disrupt our meeting or, you know, do whatever, something crazy just to do it because somebody would. Uh, so we have nailed out or in the process of finishing nailing out a process that, you know, they would register. I have a disability. I want to be able to speak on this item, you know, before the meeting, a few days before where they could send in some comments. So that'll happen. We, um, we already do broadcast our meeting, which is really good. Um, we also could have a council person. Now, a council person would have to bring their met really, really go through a few more steps to prove because you can't keep missing council meetings. I mean, there's, there's laws and rules in our charter as well as state rules, but they would have to prove their medical condition, and then they could participate in the meeting, but they can't vote remotely, so they still wouldn't be able to vote. And I don't think that that could last forever because, you know, if you're never voting, your district's never getting any real representation. So uh, anyway, but that has been a little kind of complicated issue to think you think it's easy at first. And then when you start getting into it to make sure that it's fair for everybody and that it's not doesn't become a big disruption because if it doesn't take long. You could think, you know, you see what people do when they come to our meetings. Imagine if you were at home in your pajamas, you could cause some trouble. I mean, it could really get out of hand. So we've had to what if a lot of that. Um, so I think it's going to change and morph because I don't know that we got it right. Um, but that's something we'll adopt and we'll start doing next year. And then if we have to tweak it, well, we'll come back to the council and tweak it. Gotcha. Uh, dealt with an uh, ordinance accepting a grant from the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage uh, Bunk Johnson. folks. Bunk Johnson. That goes and, to Bunk Johnson. And that's, that's not the first time. No, that's, that's yeah. happened quite a few times. Uh, they've been very generous with, uh, with us. All right. Another one, amending the budget to reflect uh, issues with the work at City Park and West End Community Park. Uh, the that was strictly a budget adjustment of a project that's coming. It's some grant, um, capital outlay money, and for some reason, it didn't make the cut from one budget to the other. The, the project title did, but not the money. So we have it coming, and we just needed to. That's just like a bookkeeping, you know, to keep it consistent. 
and uh, the uh, budget uh, amendment regarding the Clico, again, just accepting that money for... That lets me accept the money and put it into the police department. So that money is now the police department, you know, has the ownership, if you will, of that money. And then you'll see at the next two meetings in January, that'll be the ordinance to allow me to sign the contract with the Motorola rep, rep who is furnishing all of the camera system. They're on state contract, so it, it although we did bid it, but it's on, they're on state contract, so you use those state contract prices. But again, it's a seven-year contract, so I need the council to tell me I can go longer than 23 months. Um, anyway, so that'll happen in January. But right now, the first step was to take the money from the Clico negotiations, what was deposited into the city. Now it goes into the, the – the, that was the step to put it into the police department's budget. Gotcha. And uh, one item uh, in regards to the backflow preventer on Sucrose Drive, that had nothing to do with the Pepperplex private road. Not it? at all. That is the um, backflow preventer at the Sucrose plant, and we have a couple of them, but this one needed to be changed, and then when we got dug into it, it was not built anything like it should have been, and so there were some fittings we had to change and just some other stuff to adapt what was there to work properly. All right. In regards to the Pepperplex private road? Yes, um, we hired our engineer, uh, Chandler Staples, to design the road. So we own the property. That's been done. You'll see a budget amendment coming to move some TIF dollars into, because it's in the TIF, um, to help pay for the road improvements that are coming. But uh, So that'll be an ongoing thing. But this hired Chandler Staples to begin the plans and documents so he can put that out for bid. All right, um, West End uh, Park Air Conditioning Upgrades Project. What do we got there? Yeah, we took bids. It's $104,000. The budget was 100000 so they're only 4000 off, which I think is great in this economy. Uh, so that replaces some air conditioning equipment. And now I found out that we got a boiler issue. i gotta, I got to get on that. Uh, i, I got to make a call about it today, and I think uh, some of our people are already on it, but now now I got some boiler issues. So what happens? You know, I'm, I'm not escaping it. It just seems to be the time that I'm here, and these buildings that were all built in the late '50s and '60s. You know, I, I think before I'm out of here, I've changed everything. But anyway, so that does the air conditioning and gets out up to snuff, and then now I think I got a boiler to fool with. Gotcha. Another resolution, uh, Parks and Recreation Commission. Uh, what were the terms changed or affected? Uh, no, we had, uh, what we're doing is taking one at a time and showing the council where we have a vacancy or what the terms are. Those, we had to adjust the terms, I think, because they, they it wasn't right. It didn't meet the, it didn't meet what it was supposed to, the specifications or the charter, if you will for that group and we find in that that some of them they haven't changed their members quick enough some of them have vacancies uh some of them maybe people are like served all the terms they can turn they can serve um so we're going to be bringing all those boards and commissions bring them all at once it'd be chaos we're going to bring them a little bit at a time and let people know so this know. is all boards not just parks and yeah we just started with that one okay. we have a, a vacancy on it so we're going to see about that but we'll be bringing over the rest of this, I'd say the next four or five months, probably every one of them, because they all have some little inconsistencies, or it's just time. You mm. know, people are uh, walking off, you know, getting off. All right. Ordinances that were introduced for publication, we talked about one mm -hmm. of them. Uh, 
one uh, authorizing you to negotiate, uh, execute an agreement between uh, the city and CSG Fort Payments. Um, that's that's what? that's associated with the Pepperplex. Oh yeah, yes, yes. That yes. is the sports programs uh, vendor, if you will, for payment, and we've never fooled with them. So uh, to use the Civic Rec program that we purchased, that the park and the Pepperplex will kind of use dually, it the only way you book a tournament, the only way you book to rent fields, <coughs> excuse me, is through this program. That is who Civic Rec uses. So we are having to enter a contract with these people because we'll be out in left field when everybody else who does travel ball or books fields for rents use that program and we don't so we don't really have a choice um so that's what that was about all right one other one uh, dealing with it issues uh computer service maintenance with Vic, vince como yes. LLC. vince has been doing our computer work for about three years does a great job uh no beef at all good god and it's just time to renew his contract okay so he does the it for really the whole city um he and his crew and so that's what that's about all right uh, kevin was to present budget to yeah, actual, we, but I think you pulled that. We didn't bumped you? him. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> offense. You know, we had a very long meeting. Uh, we were kind of like, I asked him right before the meeting. I also did ask every council member, hey, you know, you mind if we bump him because this is, I mean, you could see that there was no place to stand. People were out in the hall, they were all the way up the elevator. So it's like, we're going to be, it, it, it's good. I'm not complaining, but we're going to be here a while. I says, Kevin, is there anything critical? He says, no, I'm just telling y'all that the budget's good, basically. I said, well, why don't you tell us that at the next meeting? So we bumped him. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything uh, on the horizon, things going on? I heard that we're getting a new restaurant yesterday. Uh, again, don't get all crazy because, you know, I'll wait till they start breaking ground. But supposedly Zeus is going to open a restaurant on Amaldol. Hmm. I heard that yesterday. So They, we'll, they had we'll a presence here. A long time ago. You remember? some years you remember ago. they tried for a little while? And they and Bayou Landy, and Bayou if Landy. I remember. I went to the grand opening. I remember yeah. that. Um, I, I remember celebrating a birthday there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think they might be making a return. I was excited about that. I'll take every business I can get. Um, I love Mediterranean food. My girlfriend, not so much. Uh -huh, yeah. So I don't get my share of it the way I'd like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, uh, I like it too. My parents had a lot of friends who were Lebanese, and so what would we eat? Uh, Kibbe, baklava, something called, it was like barbecue, la meshwi. <laughs> anyway, all good stuff. Miss Jeanette Ackle could cook. That was Mr. Alfred's wife. Could, mm. could cook that like you wouldn't believe. I couldn't wait till the holidays because <laughs> I was getting something. So, yeah, I really do like it. Um, and then I live next to the hikes, so that was all the time. But uh, really good food. So I am hoping that that uh, comes to fruition. I know that the set of plans are being reviewed at the permit office. I saw them, you know, yesterday. Was so. that was a new building? New building, brand new building. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Because I know that one building in front of, I think it's in front of Rouse's. Has two other little spots, right? Yeah. I think they squeeze it into another spot, the only piece of ground left in front of Rouse's. I think that's where it's going. Okay. So that's good. And, you know, that's great because one, isn't it a mattress place? One place opened up in that little threeplex. Okay. And then if they come and do an infill, that just gives more activity, more stuff happening to where we're more likely to fill those other two spots. Um, and necessitate uh, more widening of that intersection. Hey, you never know, huh? <laughs> Telling you, good problem to have. Uh, no, we've just been busy kind of starting the engineering for the next round of road projects. Uh, talked to Jason Akers, I don't know, one day this week, I think Monday. And so we talked about timing, bonds, 
we can't get our hopes up, but it looks like interest rates might drop a little bit this coming year for a little while. And so we're hoping to kind of cash in on that window around March or April to, you know, sell our bond for the roads, which will give us, you know, if the interest rates low, we can do more work. So kind of fleshing that out, end of the year, looking at what projects we can wrap up, uh, starting to plan the small projects in my office that my staff handles because we do do a lot of in-house projects, kind of working through them. We had some broken sewer pipes at City Hall that caused a lot of damage on the second floor in the courtroom. Yeah, didn't you have to close City Hall we, one we, day? Is we, that the reason that's why? That's the reason. So we are putting that back together. Um, you know, our, our regular big projects, the Steamboat Pavilion, Stage, Bathroom, that's rolling really well. Um, the asbestos work, I think, there's 10 days after you notify the state. So I want to say probably not next week with Christmas. Probably the week after the holidays, the asbestos will come out of that old store on um, Henry Street. And then the demo crew can come in and knock that down and start building that park. Um, I heard yesterday... I'm going to check that out this morning. Yesterday, we got the concurrence, which is the beginning. We got the okay to start. It's still got a whole lot of steps. Um, with the capital outlay money, the next $1.5 million that could be invested at the Pepperplex. So the first step is they send you a letter and say you can start. Then I sign a contract with the architectural firm. Then they begin some preliminaries. Then it goes back to facility planning. Then it takes months for them to review and be in concurrence that you're all good. Then you can put it out for bid. And then there's that process. So we, we don't think dirt's turning tomorrow. But the letter that we got yesterday, I was actually uh, off today. Um, but I'm going in anyway. The letter, uh, the email came yesterday. So I'm excited that that's the first step of that project beginning. Um, but, you know, we've got a lot of good stuff coming. How's uh, Jefferson Terrace, uh, the work there? Yeah, that, we had said the road would be closed for two weeks. I don't think it will. They're pouring concrete today. They're using that high early mix that basically you can roll over it quicker than seven okay. or 21 days. So they're thinking by Wednesday of next week, they'll have a one lane open, uh, you know, so people can travel. In each so, direction? Yes, so it won't be as bad as they thought. The pipes are already under the road. They've gotten all that done, and then, like I said, they're supposed to be. I'm going to ride by there when I'm going to City Hall. They're supposed to be pouring concrete today. I talked to the engineers yesterday. So looks like that has sped up, and it won't be as big of an inconvenience. I mean, I look at those inconveni inconveniences as progress, and you got to break the egg. You know, I mean, something got to happen to make it happen. Is this so, replacing, or is this part of that new drainage Part project? of the new drainage system. Okay. Now, I can't go too much further than I'm poking out the ground. Uh, on the flip side, and this is, I don't know if it's going to come through, y'all hope, this is exciting, the uh, retention pond that we're putting in Acadian Acres, we have the money budgeted, it's like $2.8 that's coming from the drainage fund that we already have, engineers are working on it, our engineers on their own applied for a grant, okay, now we got the grant, which is $3.1 so we have to do the hydrology study, and once we finish the hydrology study, if it concurs with our engineering, we'll be able to uh, not use our own money and use $3 million worth of grant money. So that would let us do $2 million more. Don't, don't worry about these guys. I know they look suspicious, but... Yeah, I know who they are. <laughs> there, there we go. Anyway, the boss uh, and uh, Bobby showed yep. up today cool. doing some work out at the tower site. Oh, that's good. Near uh, the West End yeah, Park there. right. But that would give us $2.8 million, $2.9 to do other drainage work, which would really be cool. 
So they might have well doubled our money. That that is awesome. So I'm waiting to uh, now we'll kick in a hydrology study, and then it'll probably be you know a couple months before we know for sure. But that was some really good news. So yeah, things things are kicking even at the end of the year. Hadn't shut down yet. There there you go. Christmas uh, and New Year's coming up. Any uh, big plans? Not really. Family. You know that's about it. Uh, kind of laying low. Very We're good. Looking forward to it. And Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to come. Thanks for uh, letting me adjust my schedule. And I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Stay safe and uh, look for good things next year. All right. Again, always a pleasure. Appreciate mm -hmm. you coming by.